Trump is alive and the media has lost it. <laughs> Cuomo wants to shut down synagogues in New York City and the cancel culture, it continues. We've got that much more coming up right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy. I'm filling in for Sarah Gonzalez. She's on maternity leave, but I have seen her active on Twitter. So if you have a second today, maybe drop her a note, a message of encouragement, because being a new mom is pretty rough. I know she'd love to hear from you guys. And back at the table today, Mr. Glenn Beck. It's a Thank treat. You. And then Rob Eno, our Blaze media critic and just all around good guy. Good hey, to have you back. Yeah. All right. So we want to start off the show because we've got a lot to get to, but we want to start off the show with this cool video. Pretty cool. So that was President Donald Trump returning to the White House. He actually also issued a reassuring video message to Americans after he got back. Um, and then he had this op-ed at the White House after he took off his mask and posted this. I just left Walter Reed Medical Center, and it's really something very special. The doctors, the nurses, the first responders, and I learned so much about coronavirus. And one thing that's for certain, don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. You're going to beat it. We have the best medical equipment. We have the best medicines, all developed recently. And you're going to beat it. I went. I didn't feel so good. And two days ago, I could have left two days ago. Two days ago, I felt great, like better than I have in a long time. I said just recently, better than 20 years ago. Don't let it dominate. Don't let it take over your lives. Don't let that happen. We have the greatest country in the world. We're going back. We're going back to work. We're going to be out front. As your leader, I had to do that. I knew there's danger to it, but I had to do it. I stood out front. I led. Nobody that's a leader would not do what I did. And I know there's a risk, there's a danger, but that's okay. And now I'm better, and maybe I'm immune. I don't know. But don't let it dominate your lives. Get out there. Be careful. We have the best medicines in the world, and it all happened very shortly, and they're all getting approved, and the vaccines are coming momentarily. Thank you very much. And Walter Reed, what a group of people. Thank you very much. That's one of the best things I've seen him do. First of all, let's start back at the helicopter. When did the Republicans all of a sudden start to know how to make stirring things? I had, you know, they, we were like, well, we, I got a handy cam in the car, we'll just make something. <laughs> uh, we're always horrible at that. Donald Trump knows how to produce television. He knows he's got a good team around him, which is saying something because you know he's not pulling from anybody in Hollywood. His message, to really understand Donald Trump, to really understand him, it's the greatest, it's this. Why does he say that? He says that because he grew up in a pew of Norman Vincent Peale, the power of positive thinking. 
That was his preacher. So when you think he do, he's not necessarily a Christian, he doesn't understand the Bible, probably true. But he did go to church, and his pastor was Norman Vincent Peale. So when he says, don't have fear, you can conquer it. When he says, I was there to give people confidence and hope, that's Norman Vincent Peale speaking. And it kills me how the media all of a sudden would like us to tell cancer patients, you're not going to make it. We don't have any hope on the horizon. We are going to give you some chemotherapy, but you probably would die. You should fear this. Study after study shows that if you have a positive attitude, that aids and helps you on recovery, no matter what it is. They are so desperate for things to be desperate. They are so desperate for you to be afraid and to live in fear. It's That message comes at exactly the right time. And if people actually watch it and listen, I think it connects with the American people. That's the best thing I've seen him do. And yeah, we, we talk, the media wants everybody to be afraid. The left wants everybody to be afraid. But let's talk about what that was for, right? That wasn't for, that was for the American people, but it wasn't for his supporters. No. It wasn't for that. And the thing this weekend wasn't for his supporters. He was talking directly to people who are afraid of the coronavirus. Right. And, and he was talking to Russia and China in North Korea, and all those other people that said, I'm in charge. If he had sat in the hotel or in the, I guess it was like, it's like a hotel room at that hospital for him, in his yeah. suites. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, yeah, in his suites at uh, Walter Reed, and wasn't doing things and wasn't coming out, the media would have been said, I don't know what China's going to think about that. They're going to get emboldened. They can do something now. It, they, they were saying it over the weekend. It's a geopolitical nightmare. And, and well, they, yeah, so they, what he does or he doesn't, either way, people are going to be. They, they, you know. they, they tried to make a big deal out of our Strategic Air Command launching, and Strategic Air Command said it was a scheduled flight, but we, when we're in trouble, we launch planes that circle the Earth that can communicate to the nuclear triad. The ones that were launched were the ones that can communicate to the submarines to make sure launch codes are heard by the submarines. The press made a big deal that that was up in the air. Damn right, it should be up in the air. If you have a president who we don't know how he's going to be responding to whatever he's, whatever's happening, going into the hospital, I know we sure had our planes up when Reagan was shot. We had our planes up whenever anyone is in trouble. Damn right, we should have. And they made it into some, some you know, almost like he's cowering or they're out of control. No matter what this guy does. Mm-hmm. No matter what he does, he's a villain. Absolutely. Well, and that leads us to our next story about a CNN reporter. Because, you know, the media reacted to this in all kinds of ways, most of them negative. A CNN reporter complained about Trump taking his mask off during that photo op. Um, But the Trump campaign found out that they have video of her taking her mask off inside the White House. But first, let's take a look at a clip for how CNN reacted. This is obviously Here it's gonna come. A, Here we go. a, a very different. Takes it off. An incorrect message. And you see him here. Um, he takes it off, and he's getting ready for his pictures. The flags flank him. Yeah. Right, Caitlin. This is what he did. This is the moment. This is what he produced it for. He wants the image to be. I'm strong. This Damn virus right. is nothing. 
his tweet today, feeling better than I did 20 years ago. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. There he is. This is the image he wants. Yeah, and let us remind viewers now that the president is on steroids and a drug that fewer than 10 people outside of clinical trials have gotten inside the United States to deal with coronavirus. Okay, this drives me out of my mind. First of all, every American should celebrate that the president looks strong. That's the, that's the, well, the image he wants. That's the image every American should want to send to our, our allies and our foes America is fine. The president is fine. How that's a crime, I have no idea. They're then, I guess they're trying to make this into some sort of a campaign thing. Well, maybe it is at the same time. But the American president being strong. I talked to, uh, to George Bush in the Oval Office and I, and I said to him, no offense, Mr. President, I spent an hour with him and he was so clear on everything. He told me the names of people that he had called in the morning to to say, you know, your son was killed in action or, you know, you lost an arm or whatever. He knew the names. He knew all the details. He knew all of the troop movements in the Middle East. He had it mastered. And yet on television, he was like, and, uh, you know, well, uh, we got one of those. Uh, and you're like, and I said to him, no offense, Mr. President, but I've been here for almost an hour. This is the president that America needs. Where is this guy? And he said, you don't understand what it's like to not be able to say everything. And to have to parse every single word mm -hmm. because I shift my eyes at the wrong time. And I have advisors saying, do you know what that means to the Chinese? They will look at you saying that word and shifting your eyes and going, what does he mean by that? Of course, we have to have the president look strong. The next thing here is they try to make him out as being somebody who got special treatment. Well, yes, he's the president. He flies with a surgical center. OK, <laughs> of course, he's getting something. Nobody else gets that sweet in Walter Reed. OK, right. But he's had something that only 10 people have had. OK, well, that shows that this president's not afraid of the of the medicines that he is pushing through. And if you have a problem that the president has access to that and not you, then maybe you should get off your progressive ass and reduce the size of the FDA Absolutely. so you can actually have that treatment. I agree. If that treatment is tried on the president, why can't I? You know why? Because of the progressive big government bureaucrats. Mm -hmm. You want to change that? Don't tell him he can't have it. Tell us we can have that. Absolutely. Well, this was such a weird situation, too, with CNN. It was uh, reporter Caitlin Collins that was complaining about him taking his mask off. <sighs> but then Trump's camp found video of her taking hers off. I think, I think we have some footage <laughs> of that. She's leaving the White House. Oh, okay. We don't have that. I'm oh, sorry. shoot. But, but, we, still, I mean, it's, yeah. but yeah, so she, she was leaving a press conference, and you see her the second that the cameras are off. You see her take her mask off, walk out of the room there. I mean, 
there are a lot of other reporters in the room with her. And yet is she was. Is this it? Is this it? Yeah, is this there it, it is. Yeah, We've here. got it now. So she's right on the front row. There she you is. see her stand up, take her mask off immediately. Once all the cameras are gone and everybody's wow. exiting. And she walks out of the room with it off. But. There she goes. She's taking it off. There she goes. But she, Look at that. She's about to do it. She That's the picture she didn't want you to have. Only days into his diagnosis, the first thing President Trump does when he gets back to the White House is take his mask off. But the first thing she did, <laughs> the cameras were off, was take her mask off. They all do it. Fauci did it. When Fauci testified, I don't know if you remember when Fauci had one of his testimonies early in the the coronavirus, when he finally said that masks were what we needed. Remember, masks were stupid, right? but then masks were what we needed. Fauci's in there giving testimony, and, you know, the cameras go off, and he's, and they show it to him. He goes to a baseball game. The other two people have masks on that were within six feet of him. He doesn't have it on. It's all political theater. It is. Everything about this is political theater. The media doesn't care about people with coronavirus. They care that they can stop Donald Trump. Jake Tapper this week said, well, you not having people with masks might extend the pandemic. How do you know that that's the case? Maybe if people didn't have masks on and they were getting the weaker coronavirus now and people that could take it, not people that have other comorbidities could get it. Maybe we get to herd immunity faster or maybe the multiplication errors that happen with every RNA virus would happen faster and it would get weaker as more people have it. Maybe doing what we did, Jake, has kept us in this for longer. Just look at what happened in Sweden. Sweden is such a great example. Mm -hmm. No masks, no shutdown, nothing. They're fine. Their economy is fine. Have they had deaths? Yeah. But not like New York. Not like New York. Yeah, they're a great example. All right, so we have got to go to break. But before we do, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. You know, innocent people, they are falling victim to crime, to intimidation, and forced to fend for themselves because Democrats and the left are successfully defunding the police. Mm. So when the government can't or won't protect your family, self-defense is your only option. But most of us don't have time to consistently train Plus, ammo, it is really expensive. So that's why iTarget Pro was invented. Using their proprietary app and laser bullet, you can now train safely in the convenience of your own home with your actual firearm. And Glenn, I know you're a big fan of iTarget I'm a huge Pro. fan. I just went up uh, to my ranch a couple of weeks ago, and I was shooting, and we went out and shot just for a couple of hours, uh, and it was 200 bucks of am- ammo. I mean, went to the range last week, it was another 150 bucks just for the ammo. It's insane. It's insane. It's really expensive. Save your ammo and, and use this. This is a great way to train at home. Absolutely. So iTarget comes in all the major calibers, including 223 and 556. You can stay sharp with almost any firearm. So today you can get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code NEWS. So this is the smartest way for you to practice, and it pays for itself in just a few days of practice. That's the letter itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com, offer news. We'll be right back. Jake Tapper has been awfully busy this week. Uh, He offered a rebuttal to Donald Trump's Cavalier dismissal of the coronavirus, which put him in the hospital for three days and required a cocktail of experimental drugs. We have a clip of his reaction. Wrote on Twitter, don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. 
Almost 210,000 Americans are dead from this disease, meaning hundreds of thousands of people in this country are mourning. Oh, we just reached, we, look at that, we just reached 210,000 oh uh, since I've been on air. That wasn't planned. Wow. 210,000 Americans me. dead, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans mourning them. 7.4 million Americans uh, have contracted the disease. Many of them are going to have health problems for the rest of their life. For President Trump, who gets the best medical care of anybody in the world, to say, don't be afraid of COVID, don't let it dominate your life. There are children who don't have parents oh, now shut because up. of this virus. Don't let it dominate your life? Yeah, don't let it Gross dominate your Twitter. life. I mean, does don't it be seem afraid like of COVID. Don't let it dominate taking this very personally to yeah. anybody else? Yeah, he, no. He, First of all, it's, act. it's an act. It's an absolute act. It's bogus outrage. You could say that about cancer. You could say that about the flu. How many people die of the flu every single year? And they're not sensitive about it. They don't. They just say, get your flu shot. Did you get your flu shot? Why haven't they talked about the mourning of the people who have lost a loved one this season because of the flu? It's absolutely ridiculous. First of all, 200, that is 0.6467% that get it, die. Do you know how small of a number that is? There are parents that are... This is not the bubonic plague. And you could have said that six months ago and been taken seriously. For you to make 210,000 people, not a small number, not an insignificant number, but when that number we were told was going to be a million plus, and we're now seeing how this is getting weaker and weaker and weaker. This is obscene. This is obscene, macabre theater. 7,700 people die every day. In 2017, the CDC said that in that year, on average, 7,700 or a little bit more people die every day. That means in the six months that we've had, that's what, 21 times six, that's 180 or 1.8 million people or somewhere around there that have died. I mean, that, that's you are looking, you're so cavalier, you're on television, <laughs> and you know, there yeah. are children without parents today. Do you know the only thing that all of us do? They say it's death and taxes. It's be born and die. It's the only thing all of humanity has. And you, you said the bubonic plague. Could you imagine if we had the news media that we have now in 1200? Man. When like they were like carrying people like they're there. We don't we're our lives are so easy in the year 2020 because of technological advancements in what we do. We don't know what suffering is on a scale. We have no idea what it's like. So when something comes along, 1967, I say it all the time, the flu, 160,000 people died if you adjust it, or 100,000 people died if you adjust it for how many people we have now, it would have been like 180,000, right in the ballpark we are now. They didn't shut down the world for it. They, don't sh- they didn't shut down the world for H1N1. They didn't shut down the world for swine flu. They didn't shut down the world. What is different about this year than any other? Mm-hmm. Donald election. Trump is up for election. Yeah. I-, I will tell you that I think that um, it-, it is so obscene and so it is borderline. No, it's not even borderline. It's evil. What's happening here is evil. You are, first of all, 
for saying to the human beings for the first time, I will keep you safe from all virus. That's not possible. Then they are weakening our immune system by keeping us separate from one another, not just with coronavirus, but weakening. They are destroying our lives by not allowing us to engage and work and to pursue our happiness. They're, they're destroying our livelihoods. They're destroying all of our culture. They're destroying, they're destroying, my, my wife and I go on a date every Friday. Every Friday we go to a movie. Good movie, bad movie, it's our date night. We go to a movie. The movies are closed. They're closing down the second largest theater chain. It may never open again. And the first largest is going to be bankrupt in six months. They're changing our way of life. This for for point six four percent of the population. Again, I don't want anybody to die, but people die. Stop it. Well, there was another pretty outrageous reaction by MSNBC. I want to play this clip. People around him and that he put their lives at risk. And we haven't heard one iota of humility, sorrow, or even the faintest hint that he now understands what millions of Americans do and that he will work to protect them. You heard none of that. What, what, what do millions of Americans know? This is a, a Mussolini moment. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Donald Trump who looks like he has makeup on, which means somebody had to get close enough to make up his face with his favorite orange patina. He's standing there as if he is, um, you know, a member of the old Russian czar family. Oh my gosh. Um, I I don't know what that's supposed to be. Do you remember the pictures of President Obama with the frickin' halo that they would take the time every time he stood up he stood like exactly like Mussolini and this this and they and he has makeup on of course they've been doing this they've been doing this since he became president right so I I remember um, writing about this three or four years ago the Boston Globe had a an op-ed that said oh my god Donald Trump signs his name like Heinrich Himmler like that was one, right? <laughs> then, 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 um, uh, throw up his leg. Chris Matthews mm. was comparing Eric and Don Jr. to Uday and Kusay. Kusay, mm-hmm. like they've been doing this for the entire time. But like you said, y- y- you said that you know somebody in China that that has a shirt with like Obama's picture as Mao. I mean, they, yeah. they, because. That's what they do. These are people that wear Che Guevara T-shirts while they're protesting LGBT, anti-LGBT groups, not knowing that Che Guevara used to kill gay people for being gay. They have no idea of how any of this works. It's, It's like a bingo game, right? They're like, oh, Trump was like Mussolini and Pinochet and here come the helicopters Mm. that we're going to throw people out of. Like, like, that's what they go to. It's, it's crazy. I, I, I'll tell you that it is. Um, uh, tomorrow I'm going to show. Uh, are you familiar with the political circus the, the, or the circus, the thing on HBO? About? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, tomorrow I'm going to show these women who are vote for Trump women. And you know how the media always makes people look stupid. If you're for Trump, you look stupid. They couldn't make these women look stupid. 
They were sharp. They knew everything. And you know why? Because if you have defended this, if you have been even on the other side and you're honest, you've watched the media and went, that can't be true. That's not. And so you start to do your own homework. You're informed. People on the left never get thrown up against the wall and challenged. Mm -hmm. They never have their point of view challenged. They're dummies. They're absolute vacuous because they don't have to be right. Congratulations. You, you're in proving ground right now. You have to be right. You have to know what you're talking about. We're, we're in good company. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, they did it last week with the Proud Boys, right? It's the same thing. Whenever they get challenged and they learn something, they just shift the narrative, right? Yeah. So the Proud Boys are white supremacists. Um, why is, like, all of their leadership across the country African-Americans? Right. <laughs> like, like, do right. you think there's a bunch of African-Americans running around running a white supremacist group? Right. Right? right. And then as soon as you challenge them on that, they're like, well, they're, they're borderline incels. Like, like, they, like, they change it. And you don't hear anything about the Proud Boys anymore on the TV because the media now knows that everybody knows that their leadership is African-American, because they brought it up. Man, you guys, it's so true. We've done our research. Everybody that's watching today, right? Yeah. We're helping you out too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta go to break. We're gonna talk about the WHO when we come back though. We've got some new numbers that may, uh, actually might encourage you a little bit. But first I wanna thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. Um, the dogs, they have spoken well, not literally, but it's pretty evident by the way that they eat their food when it's got rough greens on it because they are so happy when they do. Glenn, you feed this to Uno, right? He loves it. Uh, Uno uh, loves it is not. It's like crack cocaine. <laughs> I mean, I think he would kill us in our sleep if we stopped feeding him this. Um, but not only did he love it and he started to gain weight because we couldn't get him to gain weight. We couldn't get him to eat. He gained weight, but he didn't get fat at all. Um, he's gotten active I have not, he almost, he almost knocked my daughter over with his tail the other day. He was <laughs> wagging it so hard. He is the happiest I've ever seen him. He is like a three-year-old uh, dog. I've fed him now this for, for uh, th uh, six months, and I still keep seeing changes in him. It's that's really remarkable. That's the it's best remarkable. feeling. It is. Because loving your dog, that's... Happy for him. They're part of the family. So you have to take good care of them. You have to make sure that you do everything that you can to promote a healthy, happy life for them. So that's why we do love Rough Greens. It isn't a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on your dog's food, and it contains all of those nutrients that your dog needs. I think I could feed him foil if it had that on <laughs> the it. rough greens on <laughs> it. He would be fine. <laughs> I don't recommend you try that, but I think I could. Well, it's so good for him, right? Because yeah. it's got the, the probiotics and the antioxidants and the vitamins, the minerals, the omega oils, and those are just some of the things that your dog needs to lead a healthier lifestyle, and they're all the things that are in Rough Greens. So get the Rough Greens Jumpstart Bag today for just $14.95, and you can start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier like Uno. Now, if you want to see your dog thrive again, just go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. We'll be back in a minute. The World Health Organization's head of emergencies said on Monday that the agency's best estimates indicate about 10% of the world's population has been infected by the coronavirus, a figure over 20 times higher than the number of current 
confirmed cases. Now, why does this matter? Well, the estimate, if it's correct, it would amount to more than 760 million people based on the current global population of 7.6 billion. Um, it greatly exceeds the current number of confirmed cases worldwide, which was uh, projected by the WHO and Johns Hopkins University to be approximately 35.3 million. So on what the one the, hand, it, what this means is really Good news. Right. I found this encouraging. It's really good news. It means that the pool is much bigger, which means the death rate is really much smaller. Yes. I have a question for you both. Do you know what the confirmed fatality rate of the flu this year was back in about April? Mm -mm. It was 10%. No, it wasn't. The confirmed flu fatality rate based on... The numbers, and this is why the number is so stupid when they say it, mm -hmm. the number of people that died from the flu, that they thought died from the flu, from the, divided by the number of people that had positive flu tests, because they don't test for the flu, mm -hmm. positive flu test was 10%. You don't see the media, you don't see me running, and people are like, no, you don't get it, that's not right, they, they can't be right. I'm like, no, no, here's the place at the CDC that says it. Here's their number, here's their number, you divide that, you get 10%. And but I the, said, no, nobody but, would say that that's what the flu death rate is because you'd right. be stupid. Right, because the people who have it, there's tons of people who have it who never do anything about it, never go, and yeah. they just live through it. Right. That's why. Yeah. Th that's, that's exactly what this number means. Yeah. Look at the pool, the number of people. It it makes what the media is saying and what we're doing to our economies worldwide obscene. This this is going to be remembered. I'm, I'm telling you. I truly believe because I watch the banks, I watch the, the big money institutions there. It was something wrong with our banks last fall. And um, they, from the people I talked to, they were all saying, by spring, this can't continue. Something's going to break by spring. Well, we all of a sudden broke it. They're getting all of this money. Right now, you go and try to get, a, get yourself a loan. See if you can get a loan of 2 or 1.5. The bank is paying 1.5. They're giving you 3, 3.5. That means they're making one and a half percent on every dollar that they are loaning. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money to restore their coffers. Mm -hmm. we, this is going to be seen a hundred years from now as the largest theft ever in the history of mankind. You said it earlier. Um, you, you said as we're sitting at home and we're, we're losing our immunity to other viruses. If you thought 2020 was great which you probably didn't, or it was bad. <laughs> the superbugs of 2021 are going to be lit. Like the overuse of hand sanitizer, of antibacterial soaps, of all these things, all we're doing is we're making, we're, we're making, and we're not getting it so our immune system's not tamping it down. As soon as we're all we're let out into the population, we're, we're, it's going to be crazy. We're the California fire uh, or the California forestry. Exactly. Department. Right. We are just the underbrush on this thing. And I said today, I love the people who keep saying 2020. I can't wait till 2020 is over. 2021 is going to be worse. worse. It's Absolutely. not like yeah. it's not like baby New Year comes in and like, <laughs> OK, it's all going to be great. <laughs> it's an arbitrary it's date. Work. It's an arbitrary right. date and time. Right. That's right. Um, exactly. You know, in, in George Carlin said it best. You've seen that George Carlin uh, skit when he talks about swimming in the East River. Mm -mm. 
Oh, it's it, look it up. It's the George okay. Carlin's kid, skid. He's talking about how his immune system and the overuse of all that stuff. And he basically said, when I was a kid, I swam in the East River where they put out the surge. My immune system is tempered in, well, you get the word. <laughs> right. But yeah, like it's, it is my favorite George Hilarious. Carlin thing ever. When we're talking about all the safety precautions. They're even including new ones at the VP debate. So the Commission on Presidential Debates, they've approved... Plans for plexiglass to be used in tomorrow's debate amid the mounting concerns about coronavirus transmission. So it's going to be used as a barrier between Vice President Mike Pence and Kamala Harris, as well as between the two candidates and the moderator, Susan Page. They also are going to have the candidates 13 feet apart. So instead of the traditional six feet, they're going to be 13 feet apart. Let me tell you something. If Saturday Night Live had a credible bone in their body... They would build the world's largest cone of silence. Remember that from Get yeah. to Get Smart? They would be making fun of the isolation chambers that that are. This is so far beyond comedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And nobody's mocking it. Nobody's mocking it. What are you talking? You're putting what? I mean, do you think it's going to change? Things? No, no, it's not. So I saw a meme today and the meme said, Thank you, Plexiglass, for protecting me from the cashier who just touched every item that I bought. Exactly yes. right. Right. And then, but, but look at what the CDC said today. The CDC said today that coronavirus is airborne. It's an aerosol. It stays in the air from two to 10 hours, right? Which is what I've been saying the entire time on masks. You wear a cloth mask, the interstitial difference, the holes between the, the warp and the weft are larger than the coronavirus, which means it goes through. And an aerosol is a suspension of a liquid in air, and they stay in the air. That plexiglass ain't going to do nothing unless you have extremely good filtration and you've got HEPA filters on your your air conditioning system. It's not going to do anything. We've known this since the beginning. We knew that there were people that were sitting in restaurants over here, and over there they got it because the ventilation was poor. I was told, I went into a restaurant, I was told... You got to put on your mat. Put put on your mask, sir. Sir, put on your mask. I'm looking at everyone seated. Nobody has a mask on. And when I got to the table, they said you can take your mask off now. So am I only infectious when I'm standing? But as oh, soon know? as I sit, I'm okay. Five foot it two. Is bizarre. If you're under five foot two. Yeah. There is a completely coronavirus-free zone. Wow! I didn't when you're know. over five foot two, oh, I didn't you know get that. <laughs> so I haven't seen the numbers of how many you know small people. Oh, I, think, I, think, I think shorter people don't get it. At all. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Oh, we I'm should five three and a half, so I barely missed the mark. <laughs> 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 all right, we got to go to break. We'll be right back in just a minute. <laughs> got to check the little people. I know it's the first time I wish I was even shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Munchkins will rule the world. Cancel culture is affecting everything, and it's even crept into a Christian university. So the Babylon Bee CEO says that a Christian university, his alma mater, disinvited him from speaking in their chapel following mob complaints about his stance against Black Lives Matter. Mm. So here's the details. Um, Seth Dillon, he spoke to Campus Reform for an interview about this. He revealed the school recanted its invitation for him to speak at the school's chapel They insisted on switching the venue of his speech after students flooded the school with emails as well as social media remarks over his stance against Black Lives Matter and on traditional Christian sexuality. Now, he's branded Black Lives Matter as a terrorist organization. It is. 
and he tweeted about a cancel attempt in the works even before the school announced that they were disinviting him to speak at the chapel. And he wrote, cancel culture has come for me. I'm just too dangerous and divisive to be permitted to speak on the campus of my alma mater. Since when do you have to support terrorist organizations that use violence and intimidation to advance their agenda to be welcome on a Christian campus? Well, let me answer that. Um, Much to my daughter's chagrin, I went with her to every interview at every college and she really wanted to go to Columbia. And she would, the whole time we were there, as we're walking there, she's like, don't, Dad, please. (laughs) So I kept my mouth shut for quite a bit of it. Um, I had a hard time when they said, we're a very diverse campus, very diverse. You will have speakers from Mahmoud Ahmadinejad to Hillary Clinton. And I was like... Okay, well, that's part of a spectrum. <laughs> How about the rest of the spectrum? <laughs> I mean, they, they really don't, they don't get it. And there's a disturbing um, um, research that I saw yesterday that 40, let's see, it was, tw- ah, it's 20% of progressive and leftists say violence is right uh, to be able to to stop free speech, that if you disagree with speech, I think it's 18 to 20 some percent uh, of the left says it's OK. The right, it's about four um, percent. There is a real split on our campuses and a growing trend towards silencing people who you don't agree with and resorting to violence if necessary. And it's not coming from the right. It's coming from the left. I mean, they're, they're banning Huckleberry Finn in like schools now because of Big Jim, which was a character to show how strong black people are, even in the worst of times. I mean, Mark Twain was an abolitionist, I think. He was not a mm-hmm. pro-slavery person, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's why he wrote those books. Um, and it's just, it's, it's schools across the spectrum. I mean, you said this was a Christian university. Crowder had on a guy today that was talking about how his daughter goes to a, a Church of Christ school. That's like, you know, Phil Robertson, like, like very, very conservative Christian organization, right? Goes to that school. They've got all of these sorts. They've got LGBT groups on it. They've got all sorts of these things. Not that there's anything wrong with an LGBT group in, mm-hmm. in, its, in its thing, but they're not what you think they are. And it's, you have to tell a certain line. And I can't tell you how many friends I have lost over the past, like lifelong friends over the past year by telling me that I support white supremacy. And I can't believe that you've gotten so vocal about this. I'm like, can you go back over the past 20 years? I've been saying the same thing. It's like, you've you're, you're the one that's changed. Right. Yeah, it's- I have not stopped saying like, like, somebody's like, you know, oh, all of a sudden you don't want refugees to come out of the war. I'm like, you know, you can go and ask Father John, who was our theology teacher, when we had a discussion about this when I was 16 years old in a class that you were in the same school as. And he asked, well, what should happen to somebody that comes over the border illegally? I'm like, well, as the church, you should take care of them. But they also did commit break the law and you should send them back. Mm-hmm. Like, I was saying this when I was 16 years old. Right. I was asking my teacher when I was in eighth grade. In seventh grade, when they were talking, when we would talk about, you know, helping the poor and doing that, which is a great thing. Like, why do they have Cadillacs at the 
let me, let, let me, the people that live in public housing have Cadillacs. Let me show. Like, let me yeah. show you how far our religions have drifted. Saint uh, or Saint, oh gosh, uh, Pope Francis uh, came out this weekend. Said there is no private property right. He said that if you, if someone is living um, without dignity, it is because someone else is withholding it. That is so anti-Christ, not that he's the anti-Christ, but that's an anti-Christ teaching. And so many people just shrug their shoulders. Do you remember Pope John Paul? Do you remember what he said about communism? Do you remember what all of the popes prior have said about communism and about socialism and the evils of robbing the individual of their individual power and dignity, and they're just going along with it. Your job in the next few months and years, I really believe, is to learn to make a choice because you're not going to be able just to float. You have to make a choice. Learn to make a choice. And before you make it, remember what you grew up knowing to be true. Remember what your parents, your grandparents, and all uh, throughout history taught us is true. Stay there. Let everybody else go over the cliff. Amen to that. Preach it, Glenn Beck. Thank you. All right, we got to go to break. Amen. We'll be right back with our poll results from yesterday. John Paul so II fought communism. We now have a liberation theologist right. as the Pope. Yeah. We, we have a, a self-governance. So our question yesterday was, are you planning on voting in the upcoming election? And 97% of you, thank goodness, said yes. Uh, but there are 3% of you that said no. Can I say something on this? The um, electoral college is really important. It was what will decide. But the popular vote is going to play a big role. If you live in California, New York, someplace where you say, oh, my vote doesn't count because it's all liberal. Go out and vote. You have to vote. Every I grew up on the West Coast. I know what it's like when you think you see a winner. You're like, ah, it's not important. Vote because they're going to use the popular vote against the president. That's a great point. We've got another question for today. I think they're going to put it up on the screen for me. All right. What is the most important issue in the upcoming election? Lockdowns, coronavirus, or the economy? Gentlemen, quickly tell me what you think. Uh, out of those three, the economy. Um, but I think... Um I think the survival of the republic. <laughs> I, I was going to say the same thing. Survival of the republic should be there. Um, but the, the economy is probably what's going to, to do. Let's do this poll today and then add the survival of the republic the next day. <laughs> the next day. Yeah, I bet that goes. sweeps. Yeah, I would, I would have to say the economy, too. There's going to be so many empty storefronts by the end of this year. People don't have any concept. I mean, yeah. no. Press is not, everybody has a concept, everybody knows, mm -hmm. but the press is not reflecting it, the f Congress is not reflecting it. It's, it's 2008, 2009 all over again. Um, the people in the D.C. bubble didn't see it because D.C. kept on chugging. Like, if you went to D.C. from 2009 to 2011, sick. it was like... It, it was it a was, boom city. It was a boom city. It was, it, it, and it, the it goal, was yeah. if I were running for president, I would say... I want you to know, everybody who lives in this tri-state area, your property values are going to plummet if I'm president. That's what we should be asking right. for. 
Get all those rats out of there. Yep. So everybody get out and vote. We're going to need it. Yes, Popular vote counts. All right, everybody have a good day. See you guys tomorrow. Thank you. I don't think I've told you how Mike Pence becomes president in two years, have I? Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.